We're here to share with you inspiring stories that bring to life all the little and big ways that people bring more love, joy, laughter, and humanness to everyday life. Our focus is to hunt for those little moments that refuel the human soul and reminds us what life is really all about. I invite you to sit back, enjoy the moments, enjoy the stories, the adventures, and the journeys. to another episode of What the World Needs More of. I am here joined by special guest Marino. Sir, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. We're very excited and I'm curious, what do you feel the world needs more of? I think the world needs more people who are living their passions and are inspiring others to do the same. Um, in all of my reading of personal development, I read up on like the conditioning, the social conditioning of fear and the warriors in our lives and how that communication and the vocabulary that they use are literally killing people's dreams. And so, so many people in personal development are going into these environments where they're learning new strategies and tools and they have all the energy and everyone there talking to them and communicating with them in a very supportive environment. But then they go back into their regular lives, and all these warriors are just crushing down on all of their dreams. I actually had a coworker the other day who told me about this one idea that he had about writing blogs or anything. And he, right after he finished that, he said, but you know what? A lot of people are doing that. And it's like he's so negatively conditioned by his environment that it's become his programming and his words that he used to kill his own dreams. So I think we need more people that encourage others to, to go after their passions and their dreams and when people have ideas and they want to do something to support them and say yeah that'd be cool and if you could do this that would be great because as you know the quality of your life is the quality of your communication and if you're constantly just beating yourself up and running that program of negative thinking and all these worries that you have in your life then not only are you killing your dreams but everyone you come across of you're also killing theirs mm. that's that's so true it's so true to champion other people, to inspire them, to ignite them, to get behind them, to support yes. them, to love on them. During that process is, is unbelievably useful and powerful and needed. And, and yes. so I, I'm curious that it's a beautiful thing that the world needs more of, but I want to know more about you. What would you consider to be your wow factor? What makes you uniquely you? And what are a couple life moments that help share, shape it? Sure. So for me, I think um, I, I believe I have perspective. Um, I was born in the Dominican Republic and uh, we weren't very well off. And my mom was 18 years old. And when she was 20, she came to this country and she did everything that she could to try to get me here and um, to try to provide the life that I now have. And, you know, due to issues that we had with the whole legality of residency, I was unable to like have a license and to do all those things. And I remember when I was going to college to get my associate's degree, I was taking three buses, a two hour commute to and from school. So six buses a day, four hours a day. 
And I knew that this is what I had to do and if I wanted to succeed in what I was doing. And I would get to class and people would complain that they had to park in a certain lot and walk over and complain about this and complain about that. And in my head, I'm just like, you have absolutely no idea how could you have it. And every single day that I, that I wake up, I'm so grateful that I have all the things that I have. And I think that that perspective definitely gives me an edge to everyone else who's just lost in this loop of, you know, having all these expectations and they're suffering because their expectations aren't being met. But I'm sitting here and I'm just absolutely grateful for everything that I have, my health, my family, my friends, my job, all of those things. And a lot of times people will come to me for advice on problems. And that's all I do. I just present to them some perspective. And I say, well, look, this is what's really happening. And then they feel so much better. And it's, that's all it is. I think that most suffering that people go through is just lack of perspective. So I think I'm so grateful that I, I came from that environment and that I've seen those things. I mean, even growing up, my mom has been in some, some relationships that really hasn't served her. I mean, her very last relationship was a very abusive one. Um, and I, I physically have seen my mom being beaten um, in front of me when I was younger. But I always say that from every negative, there's a positive. And because of what happened with that, we were eligible for um, a visa that you only qualify for if you're a victim of an American citizen. So if it wasn't for that happening, I literally wouldn't still be in this country today and have the opportunities that I have today. So I think from perspective, I also get to understand that I can always make the decision to find the beauty in anything that happens. And there's always a good in every negative. And it may not seem like that when it's happening, but every time when you look back, you can always find that. So I think the combination of my perspective on life and also finding the positive in every negative is what really separates me from everyone else. Wow. I love that. And, and obviously you can hear the moments that helped shape it going through trauma, going through situations that obviously weren't working in your favor. Um, but, but in those moments, how did you train your mind to actually look for the positive, to look for, you know, the, the, the silver lining or the beauty in, in something that was happening? Was it something that you always had? Was, were, were you, you know, was you born with it? Or was it something that you've practiced over the years? Um, that's a good question. Um, I remember after uh, watching some videos, actually, by Tony, um, I went back to my old school and I did like a workshop, a little seminar, and I was, I was teaching about this and I was kind of telling my story in it and it helped me realize. And I was, I was trying to figure out, I was like, well, what did get me through those moments when I was working 50, 60 hours a week, taking 23, 24 engineering credits um, and also being the event coordinator of, 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 of our organization and sleeping like just three hours a day and still waking up and just full of energy and, and wanting to do it. And I would study the day of the exam and I would pass and there were other students who had a part-time job or had no job and they would fail. And I wouldn't necessarily feel like I was smarter than anyone else, but I did have more drive. I was committed. I remember one of my friends was telling me, he's like, what are you going to do if you fail this? Like, you already got this job, and if you fail this exam, you got to fail this class. And I was like, what are you talking about? He goes, yeah, if you fail this exam. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, I couldn't understand what he, where he was coming from. I was like, I'm not going to fail. I was just so committed. And I think that when you have a why, a reason, a purpose, when you associate meaning to something, it's analgesic in that no matter what comes your way, you're just absolutely committed to the result, to attaining it. And you don't, overanalyze or go super analytical and how you're going to get there. You just, you just, your every being just, just goes in alignment with what you want to achieve. And I think that 
once you're doing this and you're achieving the things that you want and you're making those little mile, milestones, achievements, um, it brings you that momentum and it helps you reflect, you know. So when things got rough when I was in the university, I thought back, well, when I was getting my associate's degree, I used to take all those buses, all those hours. I used to sleep on the train, uh, on the train station, do all those things. And it got me to where, where I wanted to get me. And so it's like, it's about just honoring the struggle, really. It's like, I'm going through this now so that one day I can live the life that I want to live. And I think that it was like the self-reflection of saying, I've done this in the past. And it was because I was so driven for this, for this meaning, this goal that I wanted to achieve. And it just became my, my philosophy. I, I, I just, I, I honor the struggle. And anytime it gets hard, I said, this is how it has to be. Because on the other side, like these things are put here in front of me to challenge me. To say, how, how bad do you really want this? And every time it does get hard, that's exactly what I think about. So I think that that's what helps me find the beauty and everything. Because I always know that no matter how hard things are or how they may seem, it's always, it's always when you look back at it, it's like always like, man, like, that happened to me. I learned so much from it. And then if I see anyone else going through it, I can provide that help and I can be there for that person. Mm. I love that. You, you mentioned all different types of moments throughout the journey, the struggle. Uh, I'd be curious, what's a moment that made you feel incredibly humble? Hmm. That's a good question. I think any time, I think it's a recurring thing. Any time I hear about anyone who has like a lot of money or a lot of success and I hear something like, they're you know in the hospital because of a drug overdose or they committed suicide um it puts me in a place where like you know i don't have much but i'm so grateful for it and it, it definitely makes me feel humble in, in that sense to, to see where where i've come from and how far i've come and to just be grateful for the things that i have i think that anytime i hear about because everyone's always in a race right they, they want all these nice things and whatever but it's just like it's just like a makeup or, or a patch to put on top so when I hear that, like it breaks it down, and, and I and I feel incredibly humble because I know that I don't have the the I don't want to use the word greed, but the drive to try and achieve all those things because that's that's not what defines me. So it humbles me down knowing that that's not what I'm what I'm going after. Hmm, that's beautiful. What about an awe-inspiring moment? Um, I think I've had two of those in my life. Um. The very first one was um, I used to work at a catering hall where I started cleaning tables. And by the time I graduated from the university, I was the general manager and maitre d' there. Um, when I first started there, there was uh, a maitre d' at the time. His name was Eric. And I started learning kind of like how everything works and started taking initiative into actually setting up stations and everything. And, and, and one day I said, you know, I don't understand like why we do this. And I was like, I think it'd be better if we do it this way. And he was like, you can change it. You can change the process. You can change how we do the food. You can change the time. All these things. And I thought that life was how it was. And, and we just, like, respond to it. That, like, you know, things that are written are just, just how it is. And you can't change them. And so then I started to learn that it's not. That it's the other way around. That life is because of our consequence. Because of our actions. And that you can change things and make them the way that you want. And so that, for me, was, like, eye-opening. Because I always just, like, well, how things are. And how can I kind of intervene and, and work with it? But it's not like that. Life is how it is because of our consequences. And you can go in there and change it. So that, to me, it seems very, very simple. 
but it was it was an aha moment for me, and I, I couldn't believe it. And then the second one was um, that you can work on yourself. That was to think that you can become a better speaker, that you can learn how to read better, that you can learn any skill or trait that you want, that you can learn how to control your emotions, that you can learn how to help other people control your emotions. Like that to me was, this idea never eluded me. It never entered my mind. And it wasn't until I, I stumbled across a Jim Rohn video and he started speaking about that and he started talking about how if you took everyone, uh, everyone's money and you equally spread it to everyone equally, that in a short amount of time, it would end up back in, in the pockets in which it was. And that's because those that have acquired money, not only did they acquire it, but it's because of the person that they became in pursuit of that. And now they have those skills. And so they can just go about that and, and recreate that wealth for themselves. So it's like you can teach yourself, you can work on yourself to learn these skills and traits. And ever since then, my life has, it has been nonstop personal development and working on myself. Hmm. I love that because of the person they became along the journey. I, I really yeah. love that. Here, here, to take yeah, a little my, turn here. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say my background on my phone says, um, um, I got to look at it. It says, seek to become, not to acquire. Hmm. Seek to become, not to acquire. I love that. I, I love that. Here's a question. Take a little turn here. What's your greatest fear? Sure. Ooh. My greatest fear is regret. Um, I think that if I can picture myself in the future when I'm 60, 70, 80 years old, and I have this regret of, man, I should have, could have, would have done this or that, I think that that would be the absolute worst place that I can be in the world. And, um, and, and I think about that anytime I think about taking a risk or taking any, taking on any opportunity, because I would absolutely hate to be in that, in that position where, you know, I had everything that I needed. And because of my limiting beliefs today, I didn't take that chance. And then looking back at it and say, man, that was just a belief. You, you had everything that you needed with, you know, you should have just started with what you had. So that's, that's one of my, my biggest fears. And then my second one is, also, is, is, and I don't even have a family. I don't even have a girlfriend, but um, it would be to kind of not, not just financially provide for my family, but also, you know, give them all the love that they deserve, um, especially because of my upbringing and how, you know, my mom had a few marriages and it was kind of a little chaotic. We used to move around a lot. And um, I learned from, from all those relationships and all that time of the person that I absolutely do not want to become. And so I have all these ideologies of the person that I, I want to be for my wife and for my kids. And so to not be able to provide that for them um, is also my greatest fear. Hmm. Hmm. To be able to serve the people that you love the most and even the people, like you said, that aren't there yet, but they're going to be there. And so really preparing to be the man you need to be in order to give them what you most desire to give them. How beautiful is that? That's right. Correct. Yeah. And, and speaking of the future, what are you most excited about in the future? Uh, well, currently, um, I've so I've, I've purchased the Mastery University, so mm -hmm. I'm really excited to be attending all those conferences. Um, and I also hired um, a coach, 
and we've made some beautiful insights. So I'm really excited for the future because um, now that I've, I've learned so much about myself, I kind of know the space that I want to be into and, and I want to serve others. And before I used to have this, 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 I guess something that I was chasing after with all, with all my being and then kind of things died down when I finally got the degree and I achieved everything. And I was like, well, what's next now? And so I think that getting into that space of being able to take all the knowledge that I've learned and being help, being able to help others and being in the space that really fills me up and brings me fulfillment. I'm really excited for that. That's awesome. That's awesome. And, and what's fascinating about that space is when it, it, it takes two steps. One, realizing you are enough, realizing you have enough, regardless of how much it is or isn't, and, and getting to a space where all of a sudden your attention focuses from how do I get more, whether it's resources or how do I get more you know, relationships and in, in how you connect with the people around you or, or how do I get more self-esteem in the way I look at life and what's important to me. And, and so it, it's kind of working up from you know, the, the physiological to the, the safety to the love and belonging to the esteem. And all of a sudden you start to actualize as a human according to Maslow's hierarchy of needs there. And as you actualize, you get to a place where you realize you have more than enough. And, and the whole goal becomes, how do I start sharing this with people around me now? And, and, and there's yeah. so much beauty in that. Yes. I made two decisions at uh, the Unleash the Power Within. The first was um, committed, I'm committed to living an outstanding life. And the second one is being resourceful. Um, that seemed to always be a recurring story that myself included and everyone else that I know kind of tell themselves over and over. Um, but committing to living an outstanding life and being resourceful answers all of, all of that. And I, I said to myself, if I can, I must. And I must start now with what I have because if you ever, if you look at all the stories of someone who's ever become successful, there was no one thing that they had that allowed for them that to do it. They created it. They became resourceful. They figured it out. They, they did it because they, they, they had no other way. And so I think that those two commitments, you know, will definitely move me in that direction. And, and you're absolutely right. Starting with, with what you have now, this, this idea of scarcity is just, it's poisoning. It's poisoning and it's, it's ruining a lot of people's dreams for sure. Mm. It's true. It's true. We're going to switch sections now and jump into something we call the nuts and bolts, which are kind of the tactical, practical, tangible things people can do. And we're going to learn some tips from you that they can apply today. And, and so we'll start with where do you focus the majority of your life each day, meaning your thoughts, uh, your time, your energy? Where is that currently going? So for me, I've become very aware of my social conditioning and how my upbringing has conditioned me. And um, I focus almost all of my time exclusively on personal development, but not, not solely on like just reading and saying, you know, me, 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 but just understanding other people and their philosophies and how their philosophies are empowering and can help me in my life. And so I know that I don't, in my life currently, my close circle of influence um, isn't the most positive one. Um, I don't have people that are necessarily really like cheering for me and, and, and setting me on fire. So what do I do? I make sure that I'm always in the vicinity of listening to books or reading books or watching videos. And so this just becomes the communication that I'm always, it's like I'm flushing out all the negativity through all this positivity. So 
when I wake up in the morning, I do my, my primary meditation. I, I do a little bit of reading. I do a little bit of jur- journaling. And um, I listen to books on the way or podcasts on the way to and from work, which is about a 40, 45-minute drive. It's about an hour and a half every day. Um, and then um, when I get home, I have online courses of personal development that I watch and I do worksheets on. And I really have a lot of fun understanding myself better. But also what's really interesting to me is how I can see it in other people. And I bring it up to their attention and then, then they become aware of it. And I will notice a change, a shift in their behavior. And then they'll start messaging me, asking me for this or for the other things and actually make a true difference in their lives. And that's why every second that I spend learning about things, uh, not just for myself, I know that it's time well spent because when you invest in yourself, it's not just in yourself, you invest in every single person that's in your life because you're bringing them that positivity and you're bringing them that energy and it inspires them to do the same. Wow, I love that. I love that. It's true. When you're investing in yourself, you're investing not only in yourself but in every person you love in your life because it's the ability to ripple through you all the things you're experiencing in their lives and their world as well. That's cool. I love that thought process. Absolutely. And and what would you say? So so you know, flushing out the negativity by flooding it with positivity and books and programs and events and podcasts and everything you're diving into. What would you say is one of the keys to your success in all this? Hmm. I think it's it's being consistent and 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 having faith in myself that through all of all of this um, I, I will be preparing myself for what's to come. You know, like they say, luck is when preparedness and opportunity meet. Mm-hmm. And so just like I had mentioned earlier about the family that I don't have, and, and, and you, even, you you elaborated on that um, so well, it's like I'm preparing now for this moment in the future that doesn't exist, but when that moment does come, I will be ready to, to you know, pour my all my love and, and my energy into that family that I want to have. And so um, I know that every minute that I spend in personal development is preparing me not just for, you know, just feeling good about myself, but also in, in any career that I want to go after or any relationship that I want to have or any of those things. That's awesome. I, I, I love that consistency with faith in self to know that you have what it takes and will be ready for what is to come. That's a powerful belief. Yes. I mean, if, if someone's in a place that they need to reinforce what's what's going on, they should probably write that down and, and every day <laughs> review it because that's pretty powerful Absolutely. if you ask me. And, and, and speak- I believe there's oh, – I'm but, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Just on that one notion, there's a quote by uh, Churchill, and I, I don't really know it uh, per se, but it, it talks about that, that, um, that working on yourself and, um, for that right moment to come. It, it, I think it goes some, something like um, – how unfortunate it is for a man to come up to like that opportunity and not be ready for it and have the opportunity completely elude him because he didn't spend the time to prepare for it. Mm. Um, it'd be something worthwhile looking into. I don't, I don't remember per, per word verbatim, but it's, cause it's pretty long, but somewhere along those lines that captures that, that idea we were just talking about. I love it. I love it. It's true. Be prepared for what's to come in life. Be prepared for what's next. And, and the stuff that you're working towards and the realization that other stuff's going to show up too. And that's part of the journey. Yeah. yeah. I, I love Be proactive, it. not reactive. I love it. I love it. And, and so to wrap up, I have one last question, which is what is one actionable tip that can help others achieve this kind of experience and success in their life? 
What's one thing people could do each and every day that would help them to, you know, possibly flush the negative for the positive that would help them to prepare to, to be the person that's really ready and prepared for the opportunities headed their way. Hmm. Wow. There's so many. Um, I think the one most powerful thing is journaling. I think that journaling really slows you down and it keeps you longer on a thought that you're having. But most importantly, it allows for you to see how you've grown over time and it allows you to kind of see that, that shift in perspective that you've had. And so it's kind of like if you look at graphs, right? Graphs take a certain amount of data and represents it in a very different way. And you can very clearly identify things now because it's represented differently. I think that when you journal things and you, and you write your, what, what you want, your needs, what's going on in your life, and as time prevails and you develop yourself and you get to look back and you get to say, wow, you know, this is what I, what I, what I used to think was valuable. No wonder my life was going that way. And so then it allows you to solidify that philosophy and so once you crystallize that philosophy, then when you have your children or when you're giving advice to someone, you can share that philosophy with them. And it's, it's, it's with absolute conviction because, you, because you've experienced it. And so I think that the power of questions is, is, is a very, I, I can't even describe it. It's a very powerful way to change your life. It's just simply through questions. And um, I was reading this one book and it had a question on there that said, um, what are, what's the single one thing that if I focused on the most would give me the best return on, on investment, the one result. And most people don't ask themselves that question, but just sitting through there and working through that process gets you to think about different things and it causes you to take action in that direction and can completely change your life. You usually, you don't have to change your entire life. It's usually just a few little things that you have to change and you can investigate all of those things and really get inside of your mind through journaling. So I think that now in today's age, People don't, don't sit down enough and write down their thoughts and write down what's going on in life and really spend time with themselves, understanding themselves. So I think journaling in the morning especially um, would, would, would make a huge difference in your life. I love that. I love it. Live a life worth capturing and capture the life that you've lived to track those That's thoughts right. and those lessons and, and, and the little things that, like you said, down the road become an invaluable asset. Um, it's amazing. I love it. I, I journal daily. Uh, the, nowadays, there's so many ways to do it. You could do it with a pen and paper. Uh, you could do it on something like a five-minute journal, the app or the journal itself. Uh, you could do it through making a video a day. I've seen some beautiful video journals where each day they like put a little baby in front of the camera for like 30 seconds, <laughs> and then they piece it together. Uh-huh. And just like you said, like watching grass grow, you watch a, a two-month-old child turn into a you know 15-year-old teenager all through a 60-second video. You're like, whoa! Wow! <laughs> and it's a journal. Yeah, it was that's... capturing you know all these little moments of this little human's life as they sprouted into this amazing uh, larger human. <laughs> that's but it, incredible. It's that's so incredible. powerful, and, and that's just capturing a moment. And it's beautiful. It's awe-inspiring. You have, I mean. It's humbling to watch the, the the changes that happen so quickly in a human being's life. And mm-hmm. when you capture the moments, like you said, we become so much more aware of what's actually shifting and changing and happening moment by moment, day by day. Yes. I, yes. I think the other factor, that just to toss something in there that becomes helpful, is if you've ever done something really well and you, all of a sudden you get this amazing result, 
it also gives you the ability to look back and go, huh, what did I do before that that finally added up to the result I was working for? And now you know yeah. your formula, your your secret sauce, your magic potion that helped you actually achieve that result. So there's so yes, many benefits. I, I love that tip. What a great tip. Wow. Yeah. And you were very quickly realized that you're not where you want to be in life. And you were very quickly say, is this the kind of moments that I want to be writing about? Is this the kind of life that I want to be narrating? And you can make that shift. And like you said, well, when has it worked out in my favor? And kind of figuring that out and figuring out that philosophy and applying it to what you're doing now. That's right. I think my uncle, he used to write down after every sales presentation, he'd write down what went great, what did I learn, and what could be better. And, and I said, how did you get better? And he said, I got sick and tired of writing down the same thing that needed to be improved. After, <laughs> after the 50th yeah. time I wrote it down, I said, screw it, that'll never happen again. And all of a sudden he got better. And, and so, like you said, sometimes capturing the stuff you don't want and being like, you know, I'm tired of having to write about this stuff. I want some better stuff to write about. And all of a sudden you yeah. change the narrative of your life in that moment. That's right. That's right. Someone read the story. I want them. I want them to, you know, think it's a good story. Yeah, you got to make the story better. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I, I I love it. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your day and and life. I realize you're busy. I realize you got a lot going on. But thank you so much for sharing a little bit of heart, a little bit of love. Uh, certainly, an adventure and a journey with us that you've been on throughout life. We, we so greatly appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Of course. And for everyone who's tuning in, thank you so much for taking time to tune in. Um, as always, if, if you like what you're hearing here, please hit the subscribe button. And uh, not only that, please take a moment to share. We believe sharing is caring, and we love caring people around here. So, so take a moment, share this episode with a friend, uh, share it with someone who, who it'll bring value to in a great way. And uh, I look forward to seeing you all next episode.